Hi guys, thanks for joining again. BNA breaks down debt with Nick and Harmon. Today, we're going to be covering student loans. So in the last podcast, we had discussed with you some debts that typically can survive your insolvency proceedings. So the debts that uh, may not be covered. So in this one, we're gonna be talking about student loans as it is one of the most uh, commonly asked questions that we run into on an everyday practice. So it is pretty important to know how these things work. And just remember, everything that we talk about in this podcast should not be considered legal advice. If you do need to talk to somebody about these specific student loans, it's best to reach out to a licensed insolvency trustee or a legal professional. So Harmon, why don't you give us what the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act says is the student loan clause? Yeah, so essentially, um, in the legal terms, when it comes to student loans, it's the act defines it as any debt or obligation in respect of a loan made under the Canada Student Loans Act, the Canada Student Financial Assistance Act, or any enactment of the province that provides for loans or guarantees of loans to students where the date of bankruptcy of the bankrupt occurred one before the date on which the bankruptcy is to be a full or part-time student as the case may be, under the applicable act or enactment, or to within the seven years after the date on which the bankrupt ceased to be a full or part-time student. So let's kind of break this down a little bit into layman's terms. So most student loans um, are kind of like guaranteed by the government. And that's why it's talking specifically about the Canada Student Loan Act and the Canada Student Financial Assistance Act. So you can apply for both national and provincial student loans, and typically those qualify. So for the government, they need to kind of protect those loans. That's why you can't bankrupt out of them, you know, before seven years is up or, uh, get, you know, have them completed through your consumer proposal before the seven years is up because, you know, they don't want to run the risk of everybody going to school and then filing for bankruptcy once they get out of school. Um, it's specific that it's the seven-year wait period starts after your date of last attendance. And it's not when you think your date of last attendance is, it's what the government thinks is your date of last attendance. So it's always really important before you go in and talk to your trustee, especially if you have specific student loans, is to call the National Student Loan Center or the Alberta Student Loan Center and confirm your official end of study date so that then we can calculate whether it's going to be seven years or not from that date period. At that point in time, if it's been longer than seven years, it can be included in the bankruptcy or proposal and like we likely be discharged or extinguished at the end of the insolvency process. Now there's a couple of hitches. One is that student loans can actually make an application to court to say that they want their student loan, even though it's been seven years or longer, they may make an application saying that they want it to be extended even longer and that it shouldn't apply for uh, like whatever reason, they can always go to court and ask for that. There's also some other case law that allows you, as the student, you can make an application to court after study after five years of your official end date and asking your student loans to be included in your insolvency process if you're suffering from financial hardship. But there's very, very specific cases for that. So if you're considering doing that five year because you're dealing with financial hardship and you want them included, it's best to seek legal advice and have a lawyer help you make that application to court. 
you know, as we indicated, typically it's the government provided loan. So that is part of it. It is inclusive of the uh, loans made under the Apprenticeship Loans Act. So once again, you know, if you're unsure, it's always best to talk to a professional to get a legal opinion on these things um, because you may not be aware of what other sorts of options are out there. So we try our best to kind of simplify uh, the rules that are part of insolvency processes so we can make this information readily available to you. But if you're dealing with this situation, please give us a call or any licensed insolvency trustee in your area. We are based out of Alberta, so you can always call us at 403-232-6220. So it is, as we indicated earlier, it's prudent that if you're dealing with financial circumstances, try to do your best to kind of get all the creditors list together and then try to talk to a trustee in your area. So because a licensed insolvency trustee can help you with these sort of scenarios to help you deal with those financial debts. So once again, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, those are in the previous podcast and this one, we try to cover some of those details and some of the debts that can possibly survive an insolvency proceeding. So they're a little bit special. Coming podcasts, we'll try to cover some further topics and feel free to, as always, send us any sort of feedback, any comments, concerns, or if there's any specific topics that you want us to cover, please let us know so that we can prepare them for you. So hopefully you found this session informative and we hope that you're able to join us in the next podcast. It's BNA Breaks Down Debt with Nick and Harmon. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. 